Welcome to Main Unstream. Real people, real experience and unfiltered intercourse, free from hype and hidden agendas, with your host Paul Lunker. Welcome to another episode of Main Unstream. And um, this is a sort of a second edition for today, not to repeat what happened in the first one, but to cover a completely different topic and a shout out to my wife, Pauline, for raising this one. Thank you very much, darling. Are you a mental health patient? Are you a hypochondriac? Fair question right now. And even if you don't think so, stick with me because I guarantee you by the end of it, you'll probably start thinking you're a mental health patient, even though right now you are don't think you are, but I guarantee you most people in society right now actually are. So let's just look at, um, where can we go? Where are we here? Right. Let's just look at this, right? What is a hypochondriac? Yeah. A hypochondriac is a person who is abnormally anxious about their health. Hmm. Okay. That's a sort of a basic description. Let's take um, uh, a bit of a deeper dive, shall we? So... What does being a hypochondriac mean? Well, it's someone who has an illness anxiety disorder. By the way, that's one of the new two new names. You're no longer hypochondriac. You no longer have hypochondria. You have one of these two things. This is the illness anxiety disorder. We'll get to the other one, to the other one in a second. Um, sometimes called hypochondriasis or health anxiety. It's about worrying excessively that you are or may become seriously ill. Hmm. Who does that remind you of? Just about everyone who goes out and gets rapidly tested, you know, or goes and gets tested multiple times uh, for this COVID thing. You know, before before COVID, if you had told someone you're going and getting tested for the flu every other week or even three times in the last year, they'd think you're a hypochondriac. They think you'd maybe have a mild health disorder of some, mild mental health disorder of some type because... What the fuck are you doing going and getting tested that often? But of course, Paul, we have this global scamdemic. You know, of course, it's in the public health to go and get tested. Yeah, okay, but that's all part of the mental health disorder. That's all part of the Stockholm Syndrome that people are suffering from. They're trusting in the government and the financial system and the media and big tech and everybody. And why would these people lie to them? <laughs> I'm not even going to that, that. That would take too long to go into that. But... Um, you know, why would they lie to them? So, so obviously they're going to do something for, for, um, for uh, you know, for the public good. You know what? Every mental health patient will justify their actions, irrespective of whether it's eating their own crap or, or picking the nose of someone else or whatever. Whatever their actions are, they will justify it. There is a logical reason why they do it, and Convert has created the logical reason. It's the public health. We've got to do it. Anyway, moving right along, because there are just a couple of slides here. I, I went and picked this off the net. So is it a mental illness? Yes, it's an illness anxiety disorder. It's a chronic mental illness. Guess what? You aren't just mentally ill, all you people going and getting tested. You are chronically mentally ill, right? Um, and you know, surprise, surprise. Um, frankly, you don't need to have um, many symptoms. You know, people with this disorder have a persistent fear that they have a serious or life-threatening illness. Oh, gosh, there's a thing out there. It's a bit like the flu. has about the same death rate as the flu, sometimes less. only really affects a certain part of the population. But, oh, it's life-threatening to me. 
And these people are out there and they're, um, so they're chronically mentally ill. Anybody you run up against who's getting themselves tested consistently, frankly, even twice, maybe once, but certainly twice with no symptoms, they are chronically mentally ill. And now we see in places like Sydney, Australia, the government is forcing them into a chronic mental illness, a state of chronic mental illness is being forced upon a segment of the population by demanding that they get tested every three days, even if they show no symptoms. Something fundamentally wrong about this. Now, when you take into account that when the CDC revised its numbers um, and um, CDC revised its numbers and you know, said what actually caused COVID and how many deaths were from COVID and all the rest of it, uh, very few were from COVID. Those that were from COVID all had an underlying, at least one underlying uh, condition. And then the second, uh, you know, so respiratory health condition, medical condition, the, the second major cause of an underlying condition, according to the CDC, was anxiety, fear, hypochondria, mental health disorder, fear, anxiety. So what causes hypochondria? You'll love this one. Some of the causes include disturbance in the perception that such normal sensations are magnified. There is a massive disturbance in the perception going on right now with regard to what is real and what is not real, and you are being lied to across the board by the government, by big tech, by media, by so-called science, uh, the majority of the medical industry, those who speak out are being silenced and cancelled. Um, so let's just keep moving because there's a, there's a couple more to go. I love that. Disturbance in perception. There is nothing more. <laughs> the t there's been a total disturbance in perception for this whole thing. Now, why are you suddenly a hypochondriac? Of course, there is a new name for it, as I said, but you are experiencing physical or emotional trauma that can lead to hypochondria. That can include previous health trauma caused by you having a, a serious illness, or you could be observe, observing someone else experience a serious illness. So the media throwing all of these images in your face every day for the last year and a half of all these people allegedly in bed in hospitals, and then later on we find out the hospitals were empty, but all this imagery and on social and in the media, that contributes to your mental, your chronic mental disorder of hypochondria. Now, if you're still saying you're not a hypochondriac, you've gone and got yourself tested more than more than once, twice or more, two or more times, you know, well, you probably have another mental disorder. You certainly have a coping mechanism called Stockholm syndrome, but you, you, you know, you, you need to get some reality about where you are and what, what's wrong with you. What's wrong with you is you have a chronic mental health, health disorder. Okay. Now, people who experience extreme stress, which they cannot relieve, are also vulnerable. Well, tell you what, these lockdowns have pretty much caused extreme stress with a large number of the population. Anyone who denies that is, well, I don't know, just delusional. Anyway, so how do you stop being a hypochondriac? Here are a few ideas. One of the most interesting ones I find is um, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Uh, let's just take a look at this, shall we? The, the, the avoid number two, avoiding online searches for possible meanings behind your symptoms. Hmm. <laughs> so stop looking at the numbers, stop listening to the news uh, with the daily count bullshit, um, and get outside. 
You know, there was a study over a period of 20 years released in America. It was all Americans, but it's relevant to everybody in, in, in first world countries, at least in most other countries as well, I'd say. And that is namely that the average person spends 93% of their time indoors, whether that's in the house, in the office, in a car, train, plane, automobile, whatever, not out in the fresh air. So driving in a car counts as indoors, right, in, in, a, in a confined space, not outside. So that's 7% of your time that rev that correlates to about one hour and 41 minutes a day you spend in fresh air. Now, if you're not getting that, you're below average. So one of the ways to stop being a hypochondriac is maybe get outside, get more than your one hour and 41 minutes a day. Yeah, just a, just a suggestion. Okay, so oh, moving right along, I have to keep flicking back before back and forth between these things. Can your mind create physical symptoms? Well, those who understand metaphysics and quantum physics, they understand that you, your, your mind can create physical symptoms. And the more that you see of this imagery online, the more that you see of this, this conditioning you're seeing, the more you can create those symptoms in yourself, including, let's be honest, with the PCR test, which was never designed to um, detect the virus and the way it's being used um, and, 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 and amplified 36, 40 times, quite frankly, you don't need to create the physical symptoms. The PCR test will tell you you've got them anyway, the way that's being used, okay? It's just wrong. Okay, moving right along. What is the new, so I promise you this one, what's the new term for hypochondria? Well, there are two new terms. One is a somatic symptom disorder and two is the illness anxiety disorder. So uh, lucky you, you are no longer a hypochondriac, but you certainly have either of these disorders. And in either case, it is a chronic mental health disorder, a chronic mental health disease. You are chronically mentally ill. Do you get that? You're going and getting tested all the time. You are chronically mentally ill. Now, if you've never got tested, but you're in this situation where the government is forcing you to get tested, they are forcing you to get a chronic mental illness. So stop it. Stop getting tested. No data, no justification for the tyranny. Think I'm crazy? Try it. Just try it. In any case, so here is the final one. And as I said before, um, I'll just put this full screen. Uh, maybe not full screen. Let's go that way. Trust in the political and financial systems, and that extends to big tech and um, media and everybody else. Trust in those systems is simply a form of Stockholm Syndrome. Luckily, that's not another mental health disorder. Luckily, that is simply a coping mechanism. So all of you chronically mentally ill people out there who keep getting tested, think about it. You have a choice. You can cure yourself. You can stop getting tested. You can turn off big tech. You can turn off the media. You can start being a real human being again. You can come over to the side of good and those who are fighting for the freedoms that you've enjoyed, even if you don't want those freedoms. Not right now. Down the track, you will. But if you stop fighting for them now and you have the people who are fighting for your freedoms silenced, you chronically mentally ill person, then there will be no one there to stand with you when your freedoms, the ones you want, the things you believe are attacked, the thing, the way you want to live is attacked. There'll be no one there to stand with you. And just remember back in 1909, based on legislation in the USA, based on legislation designed to um, uh, require mandatory vaccination, the same legislation ensured that 20,000 plus women had their fallopian tubes slit. Um, cut. So again, 20,000 plus women had their fallopian tubes cut 
based on a mandatory vaccination legislation. And the reason they had them cut was they had a mental health disorder and they were deemed to not be desirable to have offspring. So their fallopian tubes were cut. Enforced sterilization. Maybe that's what needs to happen here with all you people going and getting tested all the time. Either that or Darwinian selection will kick in. Anyway, been an interesting one, this one. Just a short one. Well, maybe not so short after all. Hope, um, let's get rid of that. Thanks very much for tuning in. Click the like button. Click the notification button if you see it on a page where you're watching this. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Have a, um, yeah, where's the buff button? Thanks. Have a great day.